this is how we get started. Welcome to the Keeping Wanderlust radio show. We have two, not one, but two special guests on our show this evening. Ray and Vanessa, who brought us a bottle of Alta Vista Single Vineyard. Oh, that's mine. It's a certain, I have no idea what I'm reading. <laughs> a 2013 Malbec. Super fancy. Love super fancy. Welcome to the show, kids. Quick. Thanks for having us. Cheers. This is great. Cheers. Look at that. That's a nice. That's a clang clang. <laughs> that's a nice clink. Mm. So we're going to start off by uh, giving our obligatory commercial of what we think of you. So if you're self-conscious, earmuffs right now. Uh-oh. So Ray and Vanessa are two friends of ours that I believe Vanessa, and this is how bad my memory is. This is why it's great. This is why I got to record. This is record. a test, Chris. Yeah, this is why I got to record stuff. Don't mess it up. Vanessa and Kayla used to work together at the same company years ago, and I believe I met Vanessa for the first time. We were drinking wine after taking a walk on the High Line, and it was like a late... Yes! I want to say it was like late spring, early summer. That was my last day at at the company, I think. Yeah, we got to be... We'll bleep out any proper nouns that you throw out there that you don't need. So don't don't drop any company names that you don't want to endorse. They're not paying... Yeah. yeah, they've got to pay. Yeah, if they want to be on the show. or they've got to be guests on the show, right? Okay. So That's we fair. are we're putting you guys under the microphone and mainly your business under the microphone. So right. I was super intrigued. Uh, it was a couple of months back. Kayla and I came up and crashed at your place for the weekend, and you guys said that you were starting this lifestyle type business or what we would consider a digital nomad aspirational business, and that falls right in line with what. Uh, mm-hmm. We'd love, we'd love to talk about on the show. So we're going to be throwing a bunch of questions at you guys, um, but maybe you can give us a little bit of background about yourselves as it, re- as it relates to travel, because you guys travel a shit ton. You've covered a lot of ground, right? I know you're both like born bred New Yorkers for the most part, but at every opportunity, yes, you guys are, are jet setting across the globe. I know you've got a fun one coming up, I think in the very near future. Um, we yeah. almost traveled together. We were this close to going to St. <laughs> Lucia together. Um, this, I think it was supposed to be this past month, um, but I think your other trip got in the way. So, so give us a quick background of just you guys, where you're living now. You can drop the name of, of your business, but we're going to go into a little bit of background about you guys and, and your relationship with travel, and then we'll circle back to this awesome business that I want to hear all the ins and outs of because we've been waiting patiently for you guys. <laughs> Very yet. patiently. Um, do you want to start or you want me to start? No, go ahead, baby. Um, I mean, in, re- in relation to travel, I've been basically on the road since I We forgot in- to tell you, I interrupt all the oh, time. Oh, that's fine. All that's the fine. time. Um, so it is, it's half travel guide, half uh-huh. love story, half sober. So we are drinking. We are drinking. And we're already starting to talk about travel. Let's start with the love story part. How did you guys meet? Oh, jeez. Okay, you can do that one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it was a Friday night. Oh, dear. Carol Gardens, Brooklyn. And I was, you know, playing with my, uh, what, what app was that? It wasn't Tinder. Okay, it was OkCupid. Okay yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we had a great conversation. One thing led to another, and. Soon enough, we were on Smith Street bar hopping, and I think we had like (laughs) not. Well, it's funny. I think we spent four hours on the first date, um, with one drink, and had one drink the entire time. 
yeah, it's good conversation. Kick him off the show. One drink. <laughs> One drink. <laughs> Get out. We were so lost in Get conversation. Out, yeah. I mean, you guys know I can do a lot more than one drink, so. <laughs> But we also know that the one thing that you're better at than drinking is probably talking. So, fair, fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, the next day he asked me out again for that night, which was Fourth of July. Wow. Yeah. After yeah. it right he away. Was super thirsty. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but we've been together ever since. Essentially. How long ago is this? This is three, years, three, three and a half years ago. Three and a half. July third. Yeah. Um. <laughs> he almost that up. <laughs> I almost said the fourth. But I was like, technically, it was a day before. Yeah, yeah. I just remember the sparks We'll talk about flying. that later. <laughs> um, but I think it was eight or nine months later, we bought a house up in the Hudson Valley, which was crazy because um, I've lived in Brooklyn my whole life. Never, ever thought I was going to leave. Um, did you guys live together while you were in Brooklyn? We or no? did for for how many months? Like I, six or seven months. Yeah. We lived together in Cobble Hill. We moved in like three months after meeting each other. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My lease was up and it just made more sense to live closer to the city. I think a lot of people outside of New York don't recognize that couples moving in together. It was right? a logistical thing. Yeah. Really. Half the time. It it's totally just was. It's strictly for pragmatic reasons. It yeah. was. I more lived so last stop on the else. R train. It was like, you know, pain in the butt to get home. And I was at his place more often than not because... His area had so many cool restaurants and bars, so I mean... You guys lived on top of... No, it was across the street from a bar, right? What was the name of that bar? Angry Wade's. Love that place. That's the one where we were playing darts and pool? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's a staple. still love that place very much. We go back as often as we can. Um, But Kayla, you'll know this because you saw the size of my apartment, which was so much bigger than Ray's, so you know I really was in love. Yeah. Because it was late. That was pretty telling right there. She's a bit of a size queen, is she? (laughs) I mean, you know, call spade a spade. But uh, (laughs) as I was saying, um, yeah, I think it was about eight months after. No, a little bit more. No, actually, no. We signed, we closed on the house. On my birthday. On your birthday. So we were together for a year and a week or so. Yeah. Um, which is awesome. It's Bastille Day. That's exciting. It Bastille is. Bastille Day, yes. yeah. It's yeah. When, when they broke out of the prison. So <laughs> you guys broke out of Brooklyn. We did. Shout out yeah. to Bar Tobac on Smith Street. It's <laughs> where I used to spend my birthdays. Um, yeah, so soon after, we had bought the house, and we were living full-time upstate and working for um, companies in the city. Interesting. So for we have, I think, a dozen listeners, right? And half hey. of them are not from new york have never been to new york Mm. right and we're we did our first episode was a bit of a love letter to new york Mm. but it was all about new york city and like the the boroughs worth going to i suppose and didn't really touch on the outskirts or what's surrounding so if you had to describe to somebody who's never been to new york before and probably is traveling to new york to go to manhattan and and hit the traditional touristy spots Mm. i definitely view where you guys live as a bit of a hidden gem Right, and it's certainly a spot that, as New Yorkers, we would seek out, especially in the fall. It's for absolutely sure. gorgeous up there. But for someone who, let's say, is coming over from Europe or has never been to New York before, and let's say they have seven days and you want to tack on two days at the end, mm-hmm. right? How would you sell them on coming up to your neck of the woods? Wow. Hmm. So it's I told a stone. I'm just gonna riff. <laughs> I love it. No, I'm I'm game. Um, it's a stone's throw away. So I mean, you can get to our area in about. An hour and 40 minutes. 
uh, barring traffic. Um, and what you get is just so much culture. There's amazing restaurants that are highlighting the best and freshest foods in the area, breweries, wineries. Um, there's so much art. There's just so much culture to be seen. And I mean, just the natural wonders. So like you have Minnewaska, you have Mohonk Mountain, so you can go hiking, you can go rock climbing, you can go skiing nearby. Um, all seasons are really just perfect times to go. Um, or if you just want to like rent an Airbnb and, you know, have a romantic weekend or something like that, like you can do that too and enjoy just like watching the snow on the trees. So um, I think it just has something to offer everyone now. But you guys are both New York City born and bred your entire... No, no, no. No, okay. I actually... He's a country boy. I'm from the Hudson Valley. I grew <laughs> up in New Paltz and graduated there in high school. So this coming back here for me is a little bit of a homecoming. I left when I was 18 and now I'm in my uh, late 30s. Um, <laughs> Ish. <laughs> Ish. More mid, but... I still um, claim the mids. Yeah, I'm definitely mid thirty. Okay, for sure. When I'm when I'm 47, I'll be like, all right, I'm not in my mid 30s. <laughs> um. So yeah. So it's interesting because living in the area now, I see it through a different lens. You know, when you're young, you live in a small town and you just think, man, I want out of here. I want to experience new things, and so I did that. Lived different places, met Vanessa, and now we're back and. To me, it's it's like it's paradise. And so you you grew up there, and so your memories were largely as a child, and then you go back as a full for as close as you'll probably ever be to an adult. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bought a house, right? Yeah. Check that box. Um, so what would you say, like, because that's two very different lenses, right? And obviously, through your twenties and your fun years, right, where you were getting into right. trouble, you were down here in the city, and now you've moved back up there. Um, how far away from where you grew up are you guys living now? Like, are you just right next door or is it a couple towns over? 10 minutes. 10 minutes. Yeah. That's awesome. So you're probably bumping into people you haven't seen in 20 years? All the time. In fact, we day. joke about it because when Vanessa first moved up, I, you know, I said, listen, I got to tell you, you know, in s small town, you know, I played sports. I was an athlete. And back in those days, I built quite a reputation for myself. And so we kid, and she's like, oh, whatever, we'll see. And then we go to the local grocery store. and uh, Yeah, I, I now refuse to go to the grocery store with him. Because <laughs> it's like, is, is that Ray Vargas? And I'm like, okay, I'm going to keep looking for produce while you go have an hour-long conversation about what's happened in the past 30 years of your life. Um, yeah. That's wild. So you, you brought up Air, Airbnb, right? Mm -hmm. And you said, so now, obviously, this is not a, a very smooth segue, but... <laughs> A couple of months ago when we went up there, you showed us the, I think it was just the framework for the website that you were building. I'm like, what the hell is this? You're like, it's home sweet Hudson, home sweet Hudson.com. Mm. Right. I'm like, so what's this all about? And you started rattling off what your plans were. You said you were starting this business and I was hooked from the get go. And I'm not going to lie. I went and did a bunch of research about it. And there are <laughs> of course no less than five or six podcast episodes that I've listened to from other, you know, there's well, tons, there's yeah. tons of them yeah. that are talking about, um, I don't or co-hosting mm -hmm. or yeah. I don't know what the name is, but basically the way I understood it, that you guys talking to me about it was the first time I had heard about it. essentially your property managers Correct. and marketing managers and client managers and salespeople all rolled up into one for other folks that have a property or are thinking about 
putting their property on Airbnb and either A, don't know what they're doing or B, don't have the time or C, think they know what they're doing and they're just not drawing enough revenue off of it. And right. you guys you guys started a, essentially a business where you help them. You take care of all of the heavy lifting. Yeah. They just own the property and you guys take a small cut, something like that. Pretty Correct. much. Yeah. So was I... If you were to describe it in an elevator pitch to someone, obviously you're not going to let me do it because it takes me five minutes to spit all that out. <laughs> uh, how would you how would you describe, you know, inside of 30 seconds what it is that you're doing now that I've already done it, obviously? You know, I think overall our two missions are to help homeowners uh, free themselves of the overwhelming responsibilities that it takes to manage an Airbnb, air, you know or short-term vacation rental, as they say in the industry, right? Oh, we're it's funny, the, right? I love that you're in the industry now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, it's funny. Like, you know, it's like no one says, you know, hail a taxi. It's like I'm going to get an Uber, right? Airbnb is at that point where it's like it's not a vacation rental. It's an, it's a, it's it's an, an Airbnb. Airbnb. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, we realize the work that it takes to manage a property because we're also Airbnb owners. So yeah, maybe we should just take a step back yeah. for a second. Yeah, so you guys start. moved into this house. I mean, how long have you been in that it's house so now? So we've been two and a half years. Okay, and how and long after you moved in? Like, I feel like it was almost instantaneous. So you guys are like, hey, we've got Three months. This. Yeah, I think, three yeah, months. we... Around then. It was about three months. Did you ever... So living in Brooklyn, did you ever Airbnb your apartment while you were down in Brooklyn? No. 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 Okay. Although um, we've We'd stayed traveled, in them, yeah. um, but we didn't go into purchasing the house thinking, oh, we're going to help pay our bills through Airbnb. It was really... We bought this house. It's almost 2,500 square feet, yeah. and it were two people. So we didn't need that much house. Um, it and just, a taco. And, and a taco. taco. We have taco now. That is our um, dog. But uh, <laughs> um, they didn't need to know that. We could have just left it at that. <laughs> Who's Make taco? things weird. Yeah. Um, but you know, we didn't need that much space, and it just happened to be set up in a way where the previous owner had um, she had a tenant in part of her house, so there was a private entrance. There was already a kitchenette, um, and so we just renovated the space took some photos with our iPhone and put it up on Airbnb and we're like, let's see what happens. Within 45 minutes, we got our first booking. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. 45 minutes. And then it was like crack because we were like sitting on the couch just like watching yeah. the, the bookings come in. Yeah. I think it's important to highlight we had zero expectations going yeah. into this. Like that space was originally supposed to be my office space. It was your office. For, for the ad agency time. that I was working with in the city. And so we realized... Hey, why not throw this on Airbnb, see what happens? So since then, it's been rented pretty much every single weekend for the last two years, except for a few times that we blocked it off for family and friends. That's wild. Via uh, you guys. Yeah, we, you guys. We're family and friends. Yes. Yeah. Well, we've even, we've even come up there and, and tried to crash, and it was the room was occupied yeah last time yeah I think. so then you, you got to sleep use of your office. in my office <laughs> yeah now my office is the, the other bedroom um but yeah like no i think that so we were both working full-time um doing this little thing on the side um but being that we were both traveling for work you know going to do things with friends and family we were running into situations where we weren't going to be home to turn over the apartment between stays and we were trying to find a cleaner, trying to find someone that could help, you know, manage that. And we weren't um, 
we weren't able to find anyone. Um, we'd gone through one or two cleaners and just weren't happy with the results we were getting. Um, and that's when we started to see the hole in um, in the knee. The, there was the just the a, a serious yeah. gap. So yeah. Yep. So this side hustle or this way to subsidize, you know, or have somebody else pay a tiny chunk of your mortgage each month turned into what sounds just for yourselves, almost like a full-time job. Correct. And before we even get into that, I just want to say, so we were successful enough to where the money we were making from our little tiny Airbnb in our house paid for the renovation work that we did to the house thus far. So oh, that's right. So you went, bathroom, it wasn't just flooring. The- and now our living room, which you guys haven't seen yet, has all been paid for with money generated from that little tiny area yeah. we had around. How long would you say it took you guys to get there? A, a year. Yeah. About a year. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We recuperated our money pretty quickly. Yeah. That's wild. So for those who have never, like we've never, I don't think we can, I don't think it's legal in New York City if you're renting a place, but for people who own Here's a home. Proof. Unless you own it, I think. But, <laughs> yeah. We don't own. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> so, um, Either way, for those who actually have a place and are kicking it around, they're like, look, we got this. Like, my son just, you know, went off to grad school, yep. right? He's definitely not coming home after this. He's, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. he's shacked up with some woman. He's going to go live with her as soon as he gets out of grad school, whatever it is, right? Now you've got this extra room. You're like, why don't I put it on Airbnb? What is the, what were like some of the fear factor things that were going through your head? What was the devil's advocate that was on your shoulder saying, we, these are the reasons we should not do this? So Ray was more pro airbnb than i was you know my immediate feeling was i don't want someone in my house what if they're dirty and bring bugs to my house or what if they ruin the space um you know i yeah i think those are probably my immediate reservations just like who you know we don't know these people um but at least i can talk about you know where we are and the people that have stayed with us they're there to explore they're spending very little time in the actual space. You know, they're there to lay their head down and then hit the road, you know, go hiking, go adventuring. And, and they're not spending a lot of time there. And even now that we have other properties that we're managing, everyone, I can say, has been very respectful to those places. Um, they leave them in the condition that we asked them to leave them in. And we haven't had any major issues. So I think no horror stories. Not the more, moral of the not story more. is most people are not assholes. Like yeah. you know, it's it, people are have been good to us, yeah. um, and I appreciate I'm not that. Buying that shit for us. <laughs> 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 and after two years of renting out your place, there's not yeah. one I think bad story. No, I mean we had one like the worst incident that happened was someone sat on the arm of a couch and like bent it. And through the platform, through the Airbnb platform, we were able to say like, "Hey, we found this bit of damage. Here's what is it the a green is. couch? No, and it it was it's not the one. It you wasn't. Sat on. No, it wasn't the one I broke. <laughs> no, no. Okay. no. But we can talk about that later. Chris. Yeah, right. we'll file a claim for that one too. All right. Thanks. So the next person that's so just switch the couches, blame it on them. And get in your couch. No, I I wasn't sure if you guys knew about that. Um, I definitely was in your place once, and I. I'm pretty sure it was your place. If it's not, then I'm an asshole. But <laughs> I definitely sat on the corner of some couch at one point, and my fat ass just left a. It just like I sat down, and within a second, it goes. <laughs> I'm like, oh shit! And I try to like push it back into place. 
Maybe that was. Maybe that was. Maybe because that's was. exactly so, how our couch I know yeah. ended yeah. up. I'm pleading the fifth. This is, I was not involved. But in no, we saw it immediately after that ghost. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I clean. I'm the one. I'm the housekeeper for <laughs> okay. our property. So. Well, I'm the guy who broke your other couch. Yeah. Okay. Sorry about that. Yeah. And it, it, I think it was it's a temporary couch. Anyway. It's fine. Keep the it's wine fine. coming. It's fine. Um, so yeah, usually yeah. we only go through two bottles of wine in one episode. We've I have a. We're on our. I mean, I'm, yeah. I, I just cracked the second one. The first one was halfway gone before we even started. It's my kind of party. Well, it's Sorry. a good thing you guys showed up with a box. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Not not boxed wine, but an actual box, box filled, of wine. filled with wine. Filled with multiple. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Airbnb makes those kind of situations very easy. So, even when there are issues, um, they're easily dealt with. So tips, so, and, and again, we'll get back to the positive stuff for tip, tips for people who do actually have issues. I know that communication and actually having documentation of that communication, a lot of um, guests, I guess, try to maybe get your, your cell phone number or your private email address or something like that. And they don't want to communicate through the app. If you could rattle off two or three, like do this, don't do that. Top do's and don'ts so, for yeah, owners. We have run into those situations. Um, one that I can think of right now was we had um, a French couple that was staying with us, and there happened to be a storm on the day they were checking out, um, and the bus had shut down, so they weren't able to get home. Um, so they were like, can we book another night? Um, we discussed a discount. We offered them a discount because it was, you know, extenuating the cir- circumstances. Um, and they were like, I think they asked if they could just pay us directly to avoid the additional fees. Right. Um, and my response was just for tax purposes – we need to keep it through Airbnb or for insurance purposes. Insurance, or really, being number um, one. Which so both, you guys both. have extra insurance that you guys get for this, or it's covered under your homeowners insurance? It's it's both. So okay. what we've yeah. learned through the business is that if you are living on the property that you're renting an Airbnb on, you're covered through your homeowners insurance. If you don't live on the property. It's important that you get short-term rental insurance, which is not as expensive as I thought. No, it would be. I think in some it's cases it's like eighty bucks a month. Cover yeah. it covers you about it for a million dollars. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Um, I wouldn't even think. Of, so, do you think that's different from state to state, or I'm sure, I'm sure that's different okay. regulations? But at least I can say for New York State, we yeah. we have a good friend who is an insurance agent, and we recently talked to her so that we can advise our clients about that kind of stuff. Um, but want to drop a shameless plug? I mean, it sounds like she helped you out in a big way. Uh, yeah, Mary Dietz from State Farm Insurance. I hope I, that's the right company. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to start singing this, well, the, State Farm, the, it's, uh, the State Farm jingle, but I was it was going to... I'm actually glad that... I think that's the nationwide commercial. It's so bad. We can go back and edit that. Um, we'll put it well, in the show notes. We'll I, I think that's a good segue into one of the things that is, is truly valuable for our business right now is um, me being from the area, having a strong network. I grew up with Mary since we were we went we graduated high school together, and so what's nice is that we've been able to partner with local businesses to help generate revenue for them as well So wait i'm gonna take the brains for a second let's bring it back and like explain what the business is okay because we haven't gone there right yeah all right tell us what you do well so but the business was born out of you guys doing this for yourselves and identifying that look there's a lot of work that's involved with this 
and you're like, you know what? This work is so much fun. I want to do it for other people. Well, yeah. initially, <laughs> well, no, actually, and no one's doing it right. So let's figure. Let's let's. Well, no one's doing it at so, all. So uh, it do sounds. It. I mean, any everyone I know, right, has learned how to become an expert at something by doing it the hard way or the long way enough yeah. times. And it sounds like you guys have your ten thousand hours logged. So I, <laughs> I'm I'm super curious about you know. So at some point you guys felt confident enough in renting out your own space mm -hmm. that you could go out and do this for other people. There was clearly a need, yeah. right? Because so, but at some point along the way, you're like, "Wow, we screwed that up bad," or <laughs> "Wow, we could have charged four times as much this weekend." Oh, no sure. wonder it's it's actually booking up, you know, nonstop around the clock, right? Yeah. Um, but at some point, so talk to me about that inflection point when. You guys have been doing this for yourselves. What was that aha moment, right? Had you heard about somebody else doing this? Or you so, yeah, there was actually, we we definitely had identified that there was needs um, that weren't being met in services where, like, we just couldn't find someone that was doing it to the level of quality that we wanted. Um, but I'd read an article in The New Yorker about just, it, it was about the gig economy and how people were starting to leave traditional um, you know, office Cor jobs, jobs yeah. um, to be able to have more flexibility in their lives, to travel, which you guys talk about, and just like, you know, make your own schedule, figure, like, live life the way you want to live it. And, and as a byproduct, do you think leaving New York City and getting out of the rat race played a role in that at all? Um, or is it sooner or later? For, for us, yes, for sure. Okay. Um, well, because Ray's, I, I, from the minute I met you, right? Because I didn't meet you until after, till a little while after Kayla and I started dating, mm -hmm. right? But from the minute I met you, I'm like, oh, this guy's an entrepreneur, right? When you meet somebody and they're like, what do you do? Oh, I work for an ad agency. I'm like, nah, you're an entrepreneur. I always <laughs> had like in the back of my mind, like it's just a matter of time before this guy starts his own thing, right? We, but we've been thinking, like we've been trying to figure out, I think what, what, what it is that we wanted to do, um, but. You're like I, I'm going to grab this millennial thing by the ball. <laughs> <laughs> so this article in in the New Yorker, it really it talked about the gig economy. It talked about how people were like, you know, saying like, "Fuck this nine to five bullshit. We want to live life on our terms. We want to travel. We want to, you know, we don't want to deal with this like being chained to my desk nonsense." Yeah. Um, and we're, you know, taking freelance jobs on, you know, doing um, Task Rabbit gigs and freelance jobs and figuring out how to make enough to get by have you ever done a task rabbit gig have i ever... haven't but i have hired someone to From build task... an ikea thing for me before yeah. and it was wonderful love that yeah. love that yeah. um so the article then gets into people who had found awesome apartments and figured out that hey i can put this on airbnb and completely supplement my income mm-hmm so they cited several people who had done this, were successful, could quit their job and just do whatever they want. Full time. Full time. And just, yeah, Airbnb was paying for their lifestyle. They cited a specific company that was doing it in New York City. It was a property management company um, that was, you know, doing all of the bells and whistles for people, managing guest communications and cleaning and, you know, dynamic pricing and all this stuff. And I... Looked at the website. I sent it to Ray, and I was like, "I think this is a business model that we could replicate." We did some research. Um, we found that no one was doing it at this level in our area, and we were like, "Yeah, like we could nice. do this." 
So you guys are ground floor. This, yeah. There's nobody yeah. there's in There's no your one town. else doing no. it to the level that we in are. In fact, most of the people that we speak with that are interested in working with us at, are ecstatic that we've we've done that we're doing this right. They're literally like, "Thank you for creating this business because we really need it." You know, we live in the city. This is our second home upstate. Um, you know, we don't have anyone or any of the resources to help manage these properties. So you decide you're going to go for it. What was what was step one? Right? Because well, there's like I feel like whenever you're starting a business, there's eight million things that run through your head. The adrenaline's pumping, right? But sooner or later, you got to start actually. You know, I'm I'm sure you put pen to paper and all that, but sooner or later, you start doing. What was step one? You're like, we're going to start this business. What'd you guys do first? Working on a business plan, right? Yeah, I was trying to be really, you know, old school, like going back to my, <laughs> my college years. Like we're going to like actually sit down and write a business plan. And it helped us. I mean, we we never finished it. Because <laughs> yeah. we got so excited. We're like, we don't need all this stuff. But <laughs> I think <laughs> going through the, you know, the outline and the shell of it helped to spur a lot of conversations that we needed to have to understand like the structure yeah. um, and – really just like go through a lot of the questions that we needed to ask in order to move forward. So um, going through that exercise was helpful. Um, we also just did a lot of research. You got to look on your face like there were some interesting conversations, maybe some tense ones that occurred. Oh, there's been tons of tense ones. <laughs> <laughs> now that we've gotten into the business, yeah, there's definitely <laughs> moments where, you know, it's it can get stressful at times. Vanessa's still working full time. And, you know, it's just she has to work on this stuff off hours on the weekend. And so after a while, it can it can sort of get to you. So and you guys love each other, right? You're lovers. Unconditionally. First and foremost. Unconditionally. <laughs> That's what fuels and everything that we do personally and business wise. So you said Vanessa's still working full time. Are you not working full time? I'm not. In fact, I was laid off. Shut up. In August. Yeah. I didn't know this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I was laid really? off. Yeah. Surprise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> when were we up there? When was the last time? How long has it been since Before we've seen August. you? August. Son of a yeah. yeah. You were there for his birthday. Yeah. yeah. Was July. Bastille Day. It Bastille. yeah. Bastille. I had no idea. Yeah, at that point I had no idea it was it was even coming. But it was a blessing in disguise. Yeah, damn dude, congratulations. Thank you. Down Cheers. with the man. Cheers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah seriously. No, I mean uh, it was a blessing in disguise. It, you know, the day of, I felt a little uneasy because no one likes losing oh, their job. Scary, right? dude, that's scary. Yeah. It's a, I might have had a paycheck. meltdown while I was in LA for work. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you weren't even home while no. this happened. No, so yeah. you call her up. What are you FaceTiming her? And you're like, baby, did I call? Did I call you away until you got home? No, you called me. Oh, I called. Oh, I had a feeling because you were like, "Can you come in on Monday?" And I was, and I just was in Miami in a new business trip with a client. And I called Vanessa and I said, hey, man, I think I got a feeling when I go in on Monday, like they're oh, going to, yeah. you know, and bag. so it's a small agency. They had a couple of accounts, you know, so it was one of those things where I was trying to hold on as long as I could while we just got the business up and running. So when they decided to lay me off the, the next day, I just had this sense of relief. Yeah, we our yeah. vision was that this was going to be a side hustle for both of us. I love how they start getting physically closer <laughs> as they talk about going through a hardship. No, I mean, listen, it was it was. This hard. is hot. No, I'm just saying. This is like, <laughs> um, my it, nipples are getting hard. <laughs> that that was my goal. So 
It works. Um, <laughs> I am perfectly I, if, if there were, we should have some sort of gong that goes off in the background every time I say something inappropriate on the air. And she rolls her eyes. We, no we love you, so there's nothing inappropriate. No. That, yeah. Like, I mean, nothing well, She's like, I don't me. want people from work to listen to her. I'm like, why? Because of all the stupid shit that I say on the air? She's like, no, little this bitch. is all real life. This is real life. Um, but we, we had envisioned this being a side hustle for quite some time for both of us. Yeah. Um, but now but this is your full-time gig. This is, But it couldn't have come at a better time because him being able to be on the ground, you know, calling people. And, and actually, wait, wait. So when we started this, we really thought. 